Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show turned podcast Too Beautiful to Live in Austin, Texas, trapped in the back bedroom or one of the back bedrooms of his soon-to-not-any-longer-be-his-home is Mike Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. And in Everett, in the Magic Toyota of Edmonds Studios, <laughs> both me, Bobby Pape, and Christy Wise. Good morning, Christy. Good morning. I am in the greater Seattle area this weekend, and we are recording right now Little Red Bandwagon episode number 100. Woohoo! We're editing this on the fly today, so pretend you heard a fanfare. <laughs> Meredith is not with us this week. She is in Vermont skiing. and uh, Mount uh, Snow. Mount Snow. <laughs> <laughs> they were out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually just a giant mountain of cocaine. <laughs> She's at the uh, Ski Slopes Resort on Mount Snow. Yes. Uh, So it'll be just the three of us this week, and uh, we're going to do this on the fly for you a little bit. We'll start with your LRB business, followed by your Week in Review with your Clip of the Week, Housekeeping, and How to Get Involved. And I haven't mentioned the Friday shows yet, so let's do that. First, let's talk about last Friday's show. We had a very special guest. Guys, you want to fill us in on that? Go ahead, Christy. Oh, we had... uh... Mrs. Carrie Burbank. She was a delight. We've gotten tons of feedback about how great she was and how she was so much better and so much more relaxed than on when she was on TVTL. <laughs> and that feedback includes, but it's not limited to feedback from Carrie Burbank. <laughs> exactly. right. right. Well, really, that's, that's how it came about is I sent her a message after the family togetherness hour she did with Luke, telling her I enjoyed it. And then um, she said, thank you. And then about three days later, she actually listened to the show and wrote back and was said she was mortified at mm-hmm. how poorly she thought she did. And so I, I provided a, a shoulder to cry on for a little while. And then I was like, well, you know what? Uh, second chances are, yeah. are good. So <laughs> why not come on our show? Because we always make everyone look and sound good. <laughs> this is the Inside Edition exclusive Carrie Burbank side of the story. <laughs> Um, if you're listening to our recap shows, but you're not yet listening to our Friday shows, you could not have picked a better time to go back and start listening to the Friday shows. Episode number 99, Carrie Burbank on Little Red Bandwagon. And now that we're done promoing the last one, let's do a little forward promo for the next one. Uh, uh, assuming scheduling stays as expected, our next Friday episode guest is going to be Ann Lundholm, uh, the Minnesotan. And in fact, uh, Anne's going to be doing her tens episode and then joining us for a little bit on occasion on the upcoming recap episodes. So, um, we've been waiting for a while to talk to Anne and we're really excited to do so. And, uh, she stepped up to the plate to take on some work for us. So we're looking forward to it. She's a star historian, ten, a star archivist. And, uh, Chris, Christie's finally figured out a, a way to, um, to be like me, you know, bring someone aboard and then just take off. Well, I'm I'm going to have a what I'm calling short-term medical leave unpaid. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Taking a big pay cut from the little red bandwagon, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> just at least until hopefully after the wedding and then then I'll be back. If you were marrying Jeremy Holmes, you would also need a little time to contemplate your life decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we'll yeah. have her back in a few weeks. Uh, you have to go through with it. You said, sure, why not? Yeah, I said, yeah. sure. And it was it's recorded. It's on so. a podcast. 
Uh, so that's your that's your LRB business for the show. Mike, how's House Hunter Texas going as you're trapped in the back of your house? Well, well normally I would love to give an update. Um, you know, this this is a process a lot of people go through, and there's a lot of stuff that we're going through that people would identify with and maybe find amusing. But um, right now, I just don't want to talk about it. I get just, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just it was, I would just yeah. get mad, so yeah. Yeah. not going to talk about it. So you're just going to drown your tears in a six dollar bowl of seafood chowder. Uh, six dollars and forty eight cents <laughs> for one cup of chowder from Whole Foods, and that's today. probably what like ten ounces or something. It was not the biggest container, uh. Uh, but I think the hardest part. I mean, you have to have some some people skills, and you have to have some cashiering skills to to work at Whole Foods. Uh, but I think the greatest ability these people demonstrate is the ability to keep a straight face when they're asking six dollars and 48 cents for a tiny tiny cup of chowder for sure for sure i mean you could i you could have made a gallon of that i mean you know about food costs managing restaurants oh yes (laughs) if i get a hold of that terrine i'm retiring on it (laughs) (laughs) that's about at least 1.5 million dollars worth of uh chowder if you do but yeah exactly uh, and one more bit of LRB business before we move on. I did not put this on the run sheet, so it must have been one of you guys, but it's a fair point. Cats are the worst, guys. Am I right? <laughs> Mike, were you going to talk about that? Um, can you pull up the email? I will talk about it while you find that and, and, and read it. Uh, I think what this uh, what, where this email came from, and we're not going to um, say who sent it because we sort of disagree with it i'm actually watching christy search for cats in her (laughs) gmail inbox which is pretty amazing um we were taken to task for uh, the fact that we are very pro dog and anti-cat um it took me by surprise but i think where it came from was uh, there was a post about and bobby help me out with this there was a post about dogs the dog uh walking um the remote dog walking oh device. right it was the, kind of a the thing fake where the, ad. the dog would go out on its own because you could monitor it because it had a camera remote sensing right. something or other and someone on the stands page in all seriousness said that they saw if they saw dogs walking on their own he would shoot them right um and I, I might have said something sarcastically about how how I would do that for cats or something like that. But I mean, if you've been listening long enough, you know, you know, I I like I like kitties. I like all animals, actually. But um, Christy, have you found that? Yes. Okay, go ahead and read that. The whole thing. Okay. Uh, just the first part, not your whole conversation, but oh, just okay. the, what you initially got. Um, let's see. Love the show, guys. But like many people that get the urge to write to a podcast, the thing that finally tips the scale to doing so is negative. Y'all seriously need to stop dissing on cats and touting yourself as exclusively pro-dog. It drives me crazy to hear people say if they don't like dogs, they're flawed in character, untrustworthy, or somehow up to something. And then she went on to talk about... or. This person went on to talk about um, why they don't, why they have, they're a little bit afraid right. of dogs because they had an issue when they were right. younger and how much she, lo- or this person loves their cat. Um, but all of us, I was at, well, Bobby and Meredith specifically are <laughs> crazy cat people. Bobby carried around a beanie baby of a cat until he could actually get a real cat. We're not talking about childhood. <laughs> we're talking about... As an adult and married. As an adult married married man. (laughs) And Meredith loves cats. Doesn't she have about 45 of them? 
Yes. She has a, at we, least four that we I know want of. She's never them. not at the vet with them. <laughs> right. She's always at the vet with them. She, I think she does have three or four cats. We have one. We have a show where you can hear her cat through the whole thing as background noise. <laughs> um, I don't have a cat, but I grew up with cats. Very mm-hmm. beloved cats. It's actually um, really sad because she's skiing this weekend at Mount Snow. The cats are probably staying back at home at Cat House. <laughs> and, um, but Mike and I both currently have dogs. Right. But we don't hate cats. I just took no, my, I... my Capital One card out to show Christy the picture of Cupcake, my cat, which is my credit card. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had my oh dog my on. God. I had uh, Brody on one of my credit cards. If I could afford to have my identity stolen, I would use it as the show picture for today. Well, and like I was telling Bobby is that because Brody is smaller than his cat. And how people mm-hmm. say they have dog cats, which are cats that act like dogs. Mm-hmm. I have a cat dog, cat dog, which is a dog that acts like a cat. Guys, <laughs> I think we've already gone deeper into this than I wanted to. The point is, we love cats. We love cats. We love dogs. Well, let me let me state my case. I, I'm a former cat owner. When I was uh, when I was first married, um, we had two cats. And I love those cats a lot. And I had cats growing up. And I actually really love all animals. In fact, recently, not to brag, but for like at least the second time and probably the third time since I've been in Texas, uh, I've had Emily stop the car so that I could uh, walk back and get turtles off of the highway and, and move them onto the side. So... Yeah, all animals. I love all animals. I, I'm sorry I said something sarcastically that, that made you believe otherwise. And with that, we managed to get to a mic apology, so we know it was a good business section. <laughs> Our TBTL Week in Review, starting with Monday 2075, Don't Sweat the Small Plates, and They're All Small Plates. We're in... <laughs> We're in the Twin Bay cities of Minnesota at the Mothership at Minnesota Public Radio. Luke is also hosting Minnesota Public Radio's NPR News midday show, and his voice sounds like garbage. Why? Why is he doing TBTL? He did figure it out after Monday show to stop it, you know, to stop hosting. But gosh, he shouldn't have been doing that. I was really worried for the whole week. I want to point out something about them arriving and both of them going to the wrong hotels. Yes. Not one, <laughs> but two of them. <laughs> two out of two went to the wrong hotel. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever gone to the wrong hotel anywhere. You I have a once... reservation. The address is right there and you just go to that address and that's your hotel. I once booked a rental car for a day later than I meant to. Yeah. That's the I closest story I have to that. And they fixed it when I got to the counter. Yeah. Sure. Um, they're sitting in a Frasier setup. So Andrew is Roz at the board <laughs> and Luke is listening. Uh, and it's quite Of course fancy. he's listening. He's Frasier. Exactly. He's always listening. Uh, let's see. Luke had a corner king at the double tree, but didn't give us the numbers so we couldn't call him all night. <laughs> uh, Skyways connect everything in Minnesota, which you would be grateful for in yes. the winter. Uh, we talked about the wrong hotels. Uh, I guess everyone at NPR was concerned and wanted to make sure that the guys got their desks and badges. They're going to be there for a week. Yeah, that's They sweet, probably though. have to go in and out of locked doors that you have to get in through badges, which is yeah. annoying. Yeah. Um, and they have a publication I didn't know about called The Toilet Paper, which is the reader that they put in the bathroom for the employees. Um. 
that's just so. Is it like company um, propaganda? What is that? Is it? I yeah, I think so. I think we it's need like a the, copy it, of this. The internal newsletter, but they keep it in the bathroom. Stu, can you get us a copy of the toilet paper? We want to see it. Yes. Please. And uh, do disgruntled employees use it for that purpose? Well, I need to know, is this a piece of paper that you hold to read like a normal paper or is it laminated on the back of the door? It should be printed on the actual toilet paper. Oh, I like it. Like novelty. I'm thinking more like a bar men's room where there's like today's sports section pinned up over the urinal. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, wits got canceled. Let me you know wipe with that more on john moe in later episodes <laughs> under our top story from monday richard simmons is not being held hostage in his home because of a witch's curse or is he and he was told to say that <laughs> yeah that's exactly what they would tell you to say yes right? exactly uh the real reason this is news is because luke once met richard simmons and he was a sweetie right. um And he starts describing this, but my notes here are thin because he's rambling and seeing stars. He's so sick. Why is he still doing all this stuff? Uh, Monday gets really thin from here. Uh, Andrew realizes that he should have Googled the waiters that he had in L.A. because one of them might be a future star. It's pretty cliche. Yeah. Yeah. But he did. One was, actually. Remember? He found the IMDb page. But like he said... What what server puts their first and last name on there? A server who wants to be exactly. discovered. Mike, do you have this at your restaurant? Do people have their um, first and last names on there? No, no. In Austin, they barely even have name tags. I mean, it's a very different attitude here. Now that Friday Night Lights is left. Yeah, yeah. Friday Night Lights is at, is left. They're still shooting. I think they're wrapped for this year, but they were shooting the leftovers. Mm. This year, that's when Emily saw um, love, the love of her life, Moon and Stars. Yeah, Justin Thoreau, uh, <laughs> about to cross the street to his hotel, and he was hot. Let me tell you what, he was hot. I have to admit it. Uh, Monday ends with an email, which is actually a voicemail. Uh, the follow up, we get Evelyn's ghost story that was uh, forward promoted last week. Yep, that was my take too. On to Tuesday, 2076. Yup, and nup. <laughs> we get an intro uh, done, I think, for the first time ever, adding to the short list of people who've ever done the TVTL intro by Stubot doing his impression list? of Luke Burbank. Who was on that list? Andrew. Andrew. Did Jen ever Luke, do Jen probably Jen did. Jen did it. Um, the week he was gone. And the Mariners game because he was throwing the first pitch. Right. right. She so had to do it and she was super times. nervous about it. Okay. Yeah, because remember when he went to Spain and we learned Spanish? Right. So yeah, she Baca. did all those. Uh, I don't know. Well, Frank Shires it, once take or twice it. in his dreams. <laughs> Frank Shires. Uh, Bobby, Bobby lost his notes for the first part of the show, but it was a really funny part. So I put a couple notes in. There was a lot of reality show talk mm-hmm. and Luke made a, a really interesting point uh, that the, the better the content is in the show, the less they have to gin it up. Right. Like the ones where people are actually like stuck out in the middle of nowhere or they have to build things with their bare hands or kind of his favorites and the ones like storage wars and pawn stars where, you know, yeah, people that are not actors doing scripted material and it's really, really painful. And Luke, the best line of the game of the, of the week, I thought Luke set Stubot up for it. Cause Luke said, 
um, he started saying, well, for example, Naked and Afraid, you know what I like in my reality shows? And Stubot interrupted and said, said nakedness and fear. <laughs> uh, a great example of Stubot's excellent on point interjections yes. for most of this week. Yes, deadpan interjections. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so so uh, the, the next thing they talked about uh, reality show House Hunters and how um, uh, Stu's wife and Luke are addicted to it. I know a lot of people are addicted to the House Hunters shows, all the different types of House Hunters shows. And Luke mentioned that the narrator of all those shows, her name is Andromeda something something. I, I, of course I, it is. I pulled the information this morning, very pape-like. And... <laughs> Uh, you know, she's a then cute you girl. And six dollar clam chowder on your computer. And it's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Way to scare That's every not cat chowder. listener we have, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so I I looked her up and I said, well, there's you know there's another girl who probably regrets that decision, you know, and I was thinking, does he ever take them back to his place. You know, those two by fours leaning against the house with an extension cord running out the window. He does not. He probably, I mean, cause did you see when his backpack got stolen recently? No. Oh, you don't have him on Facebook. I, I think I he lives out of a backpack feed. and he probably just says, Hey, can you pick me up? Um, and he, you know, he has to be on Wi-Fi to do that because he doesn't have a phone plan. So, so I'm at the library. <laughs> <laughs> He, I'm he sinking has, my iPod at the at the library. So he has a, he has a cell phone, but it just doesn't have a plan. So he uses Wi-Fi only, and then probably texts them and says, "Pick me up here. I'm the guy with the big backpack." Right. Let's go to well, your house. This is why this I'm one? supremely comforted that he'll never hear this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like making fun of the Amish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if he had any data, he certainly wouldn't burn it on us. But. Well, on the topic of the mummy, I really want to, I mean, Mike, maybe you know this. What did he do before? Because so he is, I guess, pretty smart and he made a ton of money and then just decided he was over it and dropped out of society and decided to be what he is now. I don't know what he did before. Um, and if he did make a ton of money, it didn't last very long because no. he has none. Um, but when I met him, he had most of his teeth, but it looks like that's not happening anymore. So um, I feel like he was probably in, in his prime when, when he bagged this girl. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. Um, where do we want to go from here? Do we want to talk reality shows more? I mean, I could talk for hours how much I love an episode of Storage Wars when they buy a locker of toddler clothes that somebody grew out of, and then there's a 17th century painting hiding behind them. Yeah, because that's not set up, <laughs> ever. Uh, uh, what I'd like to do then is to move into conversations about shower stalls versus tubs, which came up with Andrew's move, I believe. And uh, what I would like to actually submit is our clip of the week, which is Luke telling us about what Susie used to keep on the bottle of Pert Plus mm. in their bathroom as a as a child. I don't think I had been in a standalone shower until like three years ago, by the way. <laughs> really? Because I grew up in a house, one bathroom, which of course had a bathtub, mm -hmm. and uh, my mom would... 
My mom really liked to kind of keep the bathroom really nice, so she would often leave a diaphragm on top of a bottle of Pert Plus. Holy crap. Which solves some of the mystery of how there are seven kids in the family. <laughs> I'm not Margaret Sanger, but I think that's supposed to be inside the body. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, Stu, can you take over for Luke again, please? I'm feeling uncomfortable. Well, we've only talked about diaphragms and half-used tampons so far, so He's, wow. we're doing fine. We're doing fine. <laughs> this show has a real female appeal today. Yeah. Uh, so how many kids did they end up having? Uh, six? Seven? Six? Six, seven? So maybe a different place to keep the diaphragm would have been a good choice. Well, and how he phrased it is, to keep the shower clean, she would put the diaphragm on the bottle. Am I cleaning wrong? Am I doing? Have I been doing something wrong? You're doing wrong? a lot of things wrong, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> you're cleaning wrong. You're birth controlling wrong. <laughs> it just seems like a birth control product in the shower doesn't help. Well, unless they're getting freaky in the shower. That well, could be their only place they get peace. Please don't create this imagery. <laughs> Anything would, would be better than nothing. I mean, if you have to put the Pert Plus bottle up there, at least that's some blockage. Right. For, um. I'm just imagining how badly you'd get electrocuted if you kept an IUD in <laughs> in the shower. Yeah. Right. Well, electrocuted's not the right word. No. Uh, a lightning strike can get you. Yeah, I didn't think that through. <laughs> uh, Andrew loves hotel rooms. I agree with him. I also love hotel rooms. There's nothing like showing up in a uh, an appearing to be clean room mm-hmm. <laughs> in a perfectly made bed and being able to just do whatever you want for a couple of days. Like poo rags. Right. Poo rags. <laughs> I love how he wanted to leave a note. This isn't what it looks like. It's bad, but it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what happens if he gets like, some blue shoes, you know, and he's really got some explaining to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, okay. The guys reflect on this Nikki Glazer bit. Did you guys go watch the video? That was the, oh yeah, yeah, I did watch it. Yeah. The interview with the housekeepers. The maids. Yes. Yeah. Don't touch anything. Just don't sleep <laughs> Just in hotels. Don't go to hotels. <laughs> uh, Luke mentioned that he stayed in places that have like a ten percent discount if you choose not to get the housekeeping. Um, I recently was in Buffalo. We did a show while I was there, and I was in a hotel that offered a five dollar breakfast credit because they had like a little hot bar paid breakfast station. If you didn't get the housekeeping, so of course I didn't get the housekeeping because I like breakfast. And I go downstairs and find out I had to be a rewards member or something. So I got I got uh, hosed out oh, of my man. housekeeping and I didn't get a breakfast credit. What? Yep. I got tricked. Otherwise, that hotel was great. So the second night, I made sure that the cleaners came in after. Yeah. Because I was yeah. like, I'm and getting my money's worth. made a super big mess just to do Two it. rags for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did not clean my shoes with that washcloth. <laughs> <laughs> that was a poo rag. <laughs> <laughs> what you think it is it is sometimes it's exactly that yeah. <laughs> uh on to our top story uh the top stories this week were all pretty thin <laughs> this top story uh chicago ave uh the city or the planning committee or whatever next to the new viking stadium refuses to change the name of chicago ave even though it's a rival team it's a it's not a it's not chicago bears ave yeah right Jesus. Well, people. also, it's just going to be one of those things that one of when one of their t- uh, team mate or one of the team retires and is actually good, they'll do it like the Edgar Martinez 
uh, memorial right. way or whatever right. it is. He's not dead. <laughs> well, whatever it is. And Brett Favre way and... Um, His dignity is dead. That yeah. could be memorial. Uh, yeah, I don't. this wasn't a story. I think mainly just because these guys have been working on daily radio in Minnesota. This was just the first thing on their radar. Mm-hmm. Um, the cell phone scrambler guy on the L in Chicago is a much better story. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I don't understand why. So... I didn't understand this. Does he drive the train or was he just riding? No, on he's the just train? a passenger with this thing in his bag. Why does he care? Because he wants you all to shut the hell up. The kids in their phones these days. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if people are talking on the phone a lot. Is that something people do? Well, that was Stubot's question. Who talks on the phone anymore? He literally said, I thought the destination of the train was 2005. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we, we all have people that we love to talk to, and we all have people that we want to get off the phone with. So probably half the people in this thing would happen would be like, thank fucking God. <laughs> uh, transportation noise took us to airplanes. We got a quick primer on how noise-canceling headphones don't work the way you think they do, which is true. I have a pair, mm-hmm. and I don't even take them flying anymore because they cut all the wrong noise yeah. out when you're flying. Exactly. Uh, and uh, Andrew is a power middle. I don't remember the context. I mean, I see what's a middle seat. He likes joke. a middle seat. Yeah. I don't think anybody likes a middle seat. He also loves airplane noise. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do airplanes that. have noise? Well, just the, you know, the roaring of the engine. Um, oh. who, yeah. Who likes I fall that? asleep as soon as I buckle my seatbelt. I hate you. And I hate you. Before the plane takes off, I'm asleep and as we descend i wake up so you you uh teleport yourself from place to place no wonder you like traveling so much (laughs) it's the uh slow steady murmur of farts as you ascend (laughs) to cruising altitude that's the noise of airplanes usually my um ears start popping i'm like oh we must be almost there i mean it's the same with the bus as soon as i get on the bus in the morning and at night i'm sound asleep one of these days christy's gonna wake up in a bus depot somewhere Maybe. but like that guy here in seattle i won't call the police before trying the door to right. see if it opens on its own <laughs> right. right right i've seen your bus face before your uh, your napping bus face uh christy don't, it's terrifying. don't make us bust that out i'll never yeah. get attacked i look terrifying right that's your best defense against sexual molestation on the bus is that face <laughs> Uh, let's see. We go to voicemails and we look at some jingles. Uh, the first one we get, uh, I believe it was described as being lifted straight from Beat Street. Uh, we also get one with some serious heavy production that's really quite impressive. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was from the same guy who did the Tonight Pants. It is. Yeah. And like I put on the Stents page, I don't know if he listens to this show, but if he does, I want to talk to you. Yeah. I need to know this person. What we she's saying is we board. want you to produce our podcast. <laughs> We've been doing this for a hundred episodes and it could be so we're, much more. We're over it. Yeah. Uh, I have in my notes a cardigan Walsh orgy, but it was in passing and I can't remember why. I can't remember that one either. either. Well, I just wanted to say cardigan Walsh orgy in that order. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, Luke dominates the trivia on Delta flights <laughs> because he's done it enough times to know all the answers. I know uh, what even Andrew pointed out. Isn't that boring to you? I remember an episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where 
someone had maybe it was a different sitcom of that era but i think it was fresh prince where somebody had a taped episode of jeopardy and was playing it back for like the 10th time and knew every answer and was impressing everyone and you get that moment of feeling like you're superior even though you're not yeah i've done that with the air the airline trivia before like some cross-country flight and then you're flying back the exact flight back and you know same plane sometimes even in you and er the whole setup's the same you're like i got this i'm gonna crush (laughs) these people i haven't flown on a delta flight long enough i guess uh but we're flying home from st louis next week on delta so i'll keep an eye out for the trivia and maybe i can take some notes Yeah. yeah uh let's oh before we lose tuesday just some general notes. One, Andrew may have deleted a legal ID from the station's system. <laughs> I love that they were trying to talk him into it. You could just see him. He's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Okay, maybe I did. Oh, no. Yeah, you can just see how he was as a kid. And this has got me thinking. Um, first, this episode was great. The chemistry of these three guys together is really something special. Amazing. And it's the best. I realize we can't have Stubat all the time, but I don't have a good reason for why we can't. I mean, other than that he has a day job. and Why can't this be written into his day job? Right. Why can't we just take two hours a day out of his regular day job schedule and add this workload? I I think there is an answer to that. And I think that is dividing up the the pie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, if, there, if someone agreed to pay Stubot what those guys are getting paid or what right. Andrew's getting paid um, and nobody makes any less right then i think that would be a thing but you know we've seen we've seen hosts that didn't want to do the show for free before we've seen Mm -hmm. them leave yeah well it's a grind i don't blame them uh i don't know why i do this for free except that i love you guys um (laughs) thank you buddy the legal id thing got me thinking um the tbtl has been soliciting these jingles and we've also mentioned that we wouldn't mind a jingle and nobody's taking us up on it i know um but i think it would be great if people would just submit to us uh, uh, a plug for LRB. Just, you know, you're listening to Little Red Bandwagon and then whatever else you want to say with that, we can bump in and out of our show with them and stick them in here mm-hmm. and there. So if you're inspired to do a little something that we can use as audio spackle, give us a voicemail call or shoot us an email with an audio file and we'll work it in. And if it, I think it would add, you know, it would be more in the style of our show if like while you're recording whatever this is, like your your push notification or some message notification goes off on your phone and we'll we'll just leave it in there. It's almost like you heard somebody trying to call Christy a few minutes ago. <laughs> or if, if your dog is barking in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Or if your Jeremy is trouncing around without a shirt on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh on to Wednesday, twenty seventy seven. North of the Thresher in Walnut Grove, we open with Ducks Fly Together in the cold open. <laughs> Andrew does the intro, and we find out that the show is going to be Lukeless. It's Andrew Walsh, Stubot, and John Moe. I think we all saw it coming that Luke wasn't going to be yeah. d- doing Wednesday because it was getting pretty critical. Because I think Wednesday they had to do the live wire, right? Right. Yes. So uh, John Moe was gracious enough to to go in. And John Moe is a very – he worked with um, Luke under Bill Radke on a show called Rewind on KOW for many years um, back when John and Luke got out of college. And he's a very funny and talented writer 
and a and and a I mean he writes great jokes. His show Wits was on for a couple of years until recently. In fact, uh when it got canceled, I I really thought that John Moe was being groomed to more or less be the new Garrison Keeler. Um you know, because he's very dry mm-hmm. and a lot of his humor is pretty much down the middle, like Midwest. Yeah, he moved to the right a, place. He's sort of a negative Garrison Keillor. Right. He's like a right. Garrison Keillor who will just tear you down. <laughs> right. And he did a little bit of that to the yeah. to the tens. And mm-hmm. it, uh, it hurt some feelings. And, you know, um, yeah. I just don't. You know, he's not a listener to the show. I don't think he knows the tone. I think he knows Luke in a certain context, and that mm-hmm. context is probably writer's room context, which is, you know, a very raw I believe Luke. ball busting is the word. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and this is a different context. Luke has built this community basically with his his uh, force of personality, you know, his, his goodwill. I mean, he had help, of course, but... Um, I don't think John Moe understands how much people love the show, love Luke, and love each other here. It's not a ball-busting place. This isn't, you know, well, and this that's isn't takedown. So. Also kind of like where um, you can pick on your brother, but no one else can. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we can sharpshoot and we can say Luke is terrible or did something inappropriate. But if anyone else says it. Right. No. Right. That's right. right. We Fighting can, words. We can tease each other about how much we love the show or how, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I I don't want to get too far into it, but, um, but, uh, John Mo, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan. I, I, I recognize his talent and he's gonna, he's gonna do fine, you know, in the future, he'll get more shows, but, but, uh, I didn't, uh, it was a funny show, but I, I was uncomfortable most of the time. It started strong because Andrew for once in his life, took some praise and told us about it, about how great Tuesday's show was. And I think it was mm-hmm. well-earned right. and the people who reached out to them, I think are just a small, small sample of all the people who were really impressed with Tuesday's show. Mm-hmm. I know we were among them. I think Tuesday's show was an instant classic. I guarantee we'll be rerunning it at some point when we don't want to work. Right. And I'm sure around <laughs> Christmas they'll do the same thing. Uh, it's a real winner. And so I was glad that he shared that and that he, you know, once every few weeks we get a negative Nancy email from someone and they get a little uptight about it. And it's nice to hear them stop and, you know, just recognize the straight up positive ones. Yeah. Uh, we also get some love of an early career Phyllis Fletcher. Yeah. Uh, Knowing but, Phyllis as we do now, none of what was said surprised us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the bit. Uh, Andrew has a game he likes to play where he drafts fantasy radio and TV teams. i get it on the tv side where you're gonna play network executive and you're gonna try to pull the highest rankings possible yeah or something like that where there's a real numbers end game i have a hard time picturing like it's like your action for news team assemble best radio hosts yeah that is one of the nerdier things i've heard in a long time uh and on the radio front, Andrew is messing up someone's bathroom time at NPR. Clearly. <laughs> I think it was uh, Stu who said that everybody's eating their 3 p.m. fiber gummy. <laughs> Must be a Midwest thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I will give John Moe credit for this. The quote, don't poop where you cut tape. <laughs> yes, you don't want to do that. Uh, we have some talk about... Uh, 
Minnesota cliches and politeness, the lingering goodbye, and how you can't interrupt the person in front of you while they're having an extended conversation with the barista, even if you're really oh needing God. your coffee. I was getting anxious listening to this conversation. I do, I do, I get a lot of not anxiety, but I get kind of pissed off when when people are wasting everyone else's time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I now understand why Anne Lundholm is willing to help us out on Little Red Bandwagon. She's too polite to say no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret. We got to ask yeah. the Midwesterners to do it. Yeah. Bob uh, Stein would probably tell us to fuck right off if we asked him. Well, to also, us. I've gotten feedback that people can't stand whatever Midwest accent they think I have. And so I decided to get someone that has a bigger one. <laughs> a, a, legit, yep. a legit accent. In here. It's actually your vocal fry that bothers me, Christy. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a sexist podcast joke. Uh, I like that there's and a couple. I of... didn't say it, so <laughs> awesome. I like that there's a couple of quarter donuts left. Uh, we've <laughs> talked donuts. about this before. I do the same thing at home, and this was probably in response to Jeremy eating all the all-dressed potato chips here. Um, I will leave the last of something until it goes bad before I know <laughs> Sam doesn't oh. want it. The 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 donut thing. Uh, um, you're taking the time to handle and cut this donut i mean wouldn't it have been faster to, to just pop that quarter donut in your mouth than just be done with it well yeah that's the way you would think <laughs> <laughs> either either i want half a donut or i don't i'm not putting i'm not going down even further with that i don't know all right uh top story from wednesday Stu uh writes for a minnesota twins blog called twinkie town and he wrote a story a blog post recently um, positing the idea that um, Twins player Drew Butera is related no excuse me former Twins catcher Drew Butera who now plays for the Royals uh, is related to Ariana Grande whose who's full legal government name is Ariana Grande Butera uh, and he he just went with instinct that they have the same name <laughs> and, and sure. they have some extended relatives in the same part of the country <laughs> And he just threw it out there to see what would stick. And the, the top story is not that he wrote this story. The top story is that it got picked up by the Kansas City newspaper and media outlets. And somebody went and asked Drew Butera if he's related to Ariana Grande, all because Stu wrote this blog Which well, Which he was not, correct? And, right, no. he's not. He's and not. now Drew may get to meet Ariana Grande because of right. it. <laughs> all because of Stu. <laughs> Well, I was afraid that once it was discovered that that he hadn't fact checked and he had printed these lies that uh, Twinkie Town uh, was going to lose its old gray lady status among Major League Baseball <laughs> blog sites. Uh, I googled this this morning just to see what the spin out had been, and there's a story from a couple of days ago from the Kansas City Star. Uh, the headline is Royals Drew Butera squashes rumor he is not cousins with Ariana Grande, but my favorite part is the highlights section. They do a couple of quick hits at the top. And the first one is a Minnesota twins blogger used circumstantial evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Did they name check him in it? I don't no. think so. <laughs> no, they didn't. He's just a, a twins blogger. <laughs> is your toast ready? Is that what that noise yeah. was? <laughs> Did you think that was me? I'm full I of. I thought it was Bobby. I'm full of audio gems today. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, if I use the find function on a page and it doesn't pull something up, it starts to to ding a lot. 
<laughs> a winner. <laughs> we need to like get the casino. pit boss over here. Yeah. And I do it while I'm hosting trivia, and it's really loud over the speakers in the bar. Uh, anyway, uh, on to the end of Wednesday. Um, I just wrote John Mo dad jokes. He's just He's full, full of dad of jokes. Yeah. He's making yep. me feel bad about my run on dad jokes lately. Yeah, that's the main reason I thought that he was going to be the next big public radio stars because a lot of his jokes are just straight down the middle. Not that they're not funny, but they are broad. Right. Which is exactly the kind of thing that, that NPR and type public radio outlets are looking for. Right. They want the beats. They want, you know, your your Kim Kardashian blah 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 laugh yeah. line. You know? <laughs> um we get the the Donald Trump Butler story covered. I didn't actually have any notes on that. It just happened. Yeah, it was covered pretty extensively on a show that I was listening to on one of my 10,000 runs to Home Depot this week. (laughs) So I'm pretty versed in it. If anybody wants to know about the Trump Butler story, let me know. Did they happen to say what his salary was? No, they didn't. There were a lot of details, and I was surprised with how many details the guy – because he worked for Trump for so many years, and I thought part of the deal was you shut the hell up. Has he written his book yet, or is he going to? Uh, I think it was. I think it's written because uh, the the host was quoting from. Okay. So but it may have been just an article. Probably but. has been fully vetted by the Trump people. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This guy's selling his pumpkin stock in mid October. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is yeah. the highest that the Trump oh, wave is yeah. going to go. So sure, he's going out on top. Uh, we get voicemails. Um, Colleen, listener Colleen, submits a jingle with a nice Phyllis Fletcher plug in it. It was a great one. <laughs> yeah. She has uh, such a pretty voice. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, the guys uh, play back some of the other jingles for John Moe, which is where he shits on all of them like a dick. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Because no one would ever call and sing anything for him or right. do anything like that. Right, right. He, has, he does not have the rabid fan base. No. He has a lot of old ladies that like a good Kim Kardashian joke. Hey, John Mo, nobody loves you. Hey, we're even. Okay. Um, <laughs> Anne in New Hampshire emails in. Uh, there was talk earlier from the shower curtain tub conversation. I was so distracted by diaphragms earlier, I forgot no. to mention it. But mm-hmm. um, the talk was about how long to keep your shower curtain before you throw it out or replace it. Um, is a little bit of pink a bad thing? Or do you, do you wait for you know heavy, toxic black mold? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anne in New Hampshire says, just wash your damn co- shower curtain. Yeah. Uh, we do. We have a cloth one. We wash it with some bleach, put it back. The the lining curtain. Uh, end of story. Emails about dogs and a mention of cheap hot dogs. I hate dogs. Um, Thanks for balancing should, things out. They should be shot on, <laughs> on site. site. <laughs> right. right. But let's go to Thursday, 2078. Less shame to electric stubble. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you're going to use the uh, the sequel joke, that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. We open with uh, a Minneapolis snow advisory wrap. That is <laughs> the most confusing thing I've ever heard. That is not helpful at all. I completely understood it, but that's because I think I grew up somewhere with alternate street parking for snow bands. Right. Uh, if you I, lived there, you would get it. And probably people have it memorized and it's something that you're going, right. okay, two feet of snow yeah. means this and know all the streets and I think I would go I would go Meredith Eminem Mahan Mahan uh on this I would have some sort of laminate or or yeah, laminate everywhere <laughs> yeah. have a itsy sign made 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, since we're I'd in, be staring at it for three hours before I finally walk out and move my car. Since we're in the magic turn of Edmonds Studio, uh, but not in Edmonds, in Everett, Washington, <laughs> um, I can tell you that I can actually see right now the note that Christy has for herself on the door to remember her laptop. Laptop. And I yeah. like that it's written to CW from CW. I think it's a heart CW. Yes. <laughs> she wrote it to herself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Andrew's, uh, rather Luke is back. He says his voice is at a 5.5. I think that's out of a hundred. <laughs> at best. <laughs> uh, Andrew's there and Stubot's back. Uh, and, uh, we get a postmort on the Livewire show. More importantly, the post Livewire event, I guess over 40 people showed up 40 tens. That's that's a power of tens. Yeah. And it was in the middle of the week. I had people emailing us saying, I'm so sad that I couldn't make it because it's on a Wednesday and they're within driving distance, but not on a weeknight or something like that. So I was having so much FOMO watching the photos come in. Luke's biggest regret about this live <laughs> event, post event with over 40 people there, is that it went over critical mass for being able to really connect with everyone on an individual level and he compared it to being like on the bachelor hmm. so he... did he have sex with a bunch of the listeners yeah they were all topless in a hot tub okay yeah <laughs> actually who wrote this clarification note was this ann ann yeah we let ann have access to our super secret <laughs> run sheet this week and i think she's the one who wrote this i'd just like to clarify that what i actually said was it's like being on the bachelor with but with less tongue. <laughs> uh, they referenced the tall ships joke, which has still never officially been explained. And Nor that should they, because it's going to just be one of those things that they say, oh, well, we, we were together and we saw a tall ship and then yeah. everyone's going to go, oh, that right. was it. And another <laughs> right. inside joke, which was sort of muddled, mumbled through and didn't even get it. Uh, we go back to the snow wrap to find out that it was written in 1988. And apparently someone in the newsroom said, it's amazing the way he wraps around the beats. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like he had no rap experience at all. Yeah. yeah. He made all of those noises with his body. I had to. I'm sorry. Um, Luke brings up his favorite uh, PSA rap, which is to not drown your food, which I had never heard before. Neither had I. That's pretty great. It's a good tip, though, especially not in ranch dressing. Don't ever do that. Except it's not mm. true that food is better when it's almost plain, which I think was a line in the song. Right, right. I will go to bat for one one kind of food that you should drown, and that is flautas. They should come drowned, and then you can just drink that juice with a straw or tilt the bowl when you're done. Oh, my God. Drowned flautas. That's the only drowned food I'll go to bat for. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tom Bodette brought people to tears at Livewire. Mainly because of his um, egregious energy consumption. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Tom Bodette joke. It's he, the only he's, one I have. he's a handsome man. I like Tom Bodette. Yeah. Um, I'd leave the light on if I were him. I don't <laughs> want everyone to get a look at me. Uh, Luke signed a brick at the theater next to Florence Welch. No. Paul Simon. No, it was just, it was down from Paul Simon. Oh, okay. He was just far enough from Paul Simon. Uh, Jillian Welch. I don't know why I said Florence Welch. <laughs> Jillian Welch. <laughs> just down the way. Uh, and uh, we get a little bit of Carrie reflection 
when the guys can't remember something while they're on mic, like I just couldn't remember something mm-hmm. while I was on mic. Carrie calls that podcast brain. Yeah, we oh, get it. I yeah. I agree. And um, I have a question. This is something that we've talked about before is we need to come up with a name for when they're talking about something and you're actually doing it. So they've said before, Luke will be like, on an elliptical yeah, in Phoenix. Exactly. If someone's on an elliptical and listening to this and you're actually doing that, there needs to be some kind of name. There has to be a German word for it. They have words for everything. There probably is a German yeah. word for it. I think it's the ones that are super specific that I enjoy. I really like when he says, on an elliptical at a Holiday Inn Express in Phoenix in 2026. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> um, can we just call it Gary and the Dotsons? Which was Stu's name for a for a northern Minnesota cover band or something, <laughs> like a dad band. Yeah, I love it. Uh, top story for Thursday was things you don't know about Ted Cruz. Uh, he subsides on a diet of soup. He likes uh, the Princess Bride. I'm not going to judge him on that, the Princess Bride. I mean, I think we all love the Princess Bride, mm-hmm. but I, we, we come at it with our own perspective, our own. <clears throat> life experiences and he might view the princess bride as a tearjerker because he's probably rooting for prince humperdinck (laughs) (laughs) well played uh he was suspended once for playing foosball he's way too good at candy crush and he likes cheese i thought that part would get to you yeah well who doesn't like cheese if you don't like cheese i don't want to know you let's talk about the important part of this top story which was the long tangent in the middle of this top story um, about Luke's crappy salad from the salad bar near the office. Uh, he drowned it in fat-free Franz Ferdinand ranch dressing and then was shocked when it was terrible. Yes, also, that, that fat-free goes, ranch. Come that on. goes against his BB6 anyways. Why wouldn't he have chosen oil or vinegar or any of those things? Uh, Mike, tell us about fat-free ranch dressing. Um, I've never really had any extensive experience with fat-free ranch dressing, but I will say this i knew i would know to stay away from that i will say this the the restaurant that i work for we are famous for our ranch dressing and we use full fat buttermilk and proprietary herbs and spices of course and uh some mayonnaise as well um there was a period about a year ago where the there was a decision made high up that we were going to go to uh low fat buttermilk uh, to to make the ranch dressing with, the customers spoke up within days, and uh, within a week we were back on the on the full fat. So even from from low fat to full fat, there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. So don't even come at me with a fat free ranch dressing. I knew you'd have a passionate response. Thank you, You're Mike. Do you work for Hidden Valley? <laughs> no, I do not. I do okay. Not. Um, <laughs> I work for a buffet restaurant chain and uh, probably oh, we also deliver and at least half of the orders go out with a uh, environmentally angry styrofoam cup of yeah. ranch a dressing. Bucket. Yep. Oh, uh, let's talk about Kleenex. First, let's talk about the girl that Luke dumped because she was a mess who shoved Kleenex <laughs> next to her bed. <laughs> this does sound like it's an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> it totally does. Yeah. Yeah. I think women get away with a little more than guys cuz cuz 
they're so horny they'll just overlook some things sometimes well and that but, was the straw yeah right right <laughs> right like like uh, generally we don't care what kind of car a girl drives or if her car is clean or whatever but mm -hmm. you know when things get too gross you know then even a guy will just go all right i'm yeah, out of here i'm out yeah uh and you know it's been a good show when andrew has a trash can full of tissues at the end that's that's cute that's a nice thing to know yeah he got, genevieve called him out on it though thought he was uh <laughs> whacking his you know yeah. during the show uh speaking of garbage cans and andrew i want to swing back around to the salad for a minute luke tried to throw out his crappy salad in a trash can at somebody's desk at NPR and Andrew had <laughs> put his foot down and said, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, shall we, uh, let's do this for a second. Uh, Mike, it's okay that I'm throwing this out in the garbage can because it's sealed. It has a lid. Uh, it can pop open. I don't want your thing in my trash. I mean, if, if it's a Coke can that you haven't been spitting in, Drop it in my trash, but I'm gonna buy a biodegradable Coke cup because you would never throw a can out in a garbage can. <laughs> oh, right, God, sorry, I can't even go you back get to arrested Seattle in now Seattle. after saying that. <laughs> I'm done for. Uh, but I, I think anything with food in it, just go go to the break room and throw it away. Right, the break room, the bathroom, anywhere with an oversized garbage can where you can kind of put it down low. Plus, we've established they got desks and badges. Right, so why they, didn't he they throw it at his own cans. desk? Right. Well, he doesn't want that in his desk garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's gross. <laughs> I, I'm done with this. I don't want it around mm -hmm. me. Uh, Entitled etiquette. That was just yep, a quick... Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, let's just wrap up Thursday here. Uh, Luke talks about hacking the Alaska Flight Lounge for as much free cheese as possible. I'd do that. Absolutely. You've done that, haven't you, Bobby? I've never been in the Alaska Flight Lounge. Oh, you've just eaten a lot of their cheese. Yes. Yes. On flights, I will always get me an Alaska cheese plate. And my usual dinner when I fly to Seattle, I had it on my trip out this uh, this week. Cheese plate, Bailey's and coffee mm -hmm. the whole way. Uh, Andrew makes a bean soup fart salad joke, I think. Someone did. Uh, and we get an email. Uh, Heather's Listener Heather's daughter submits a jingle. Yeah, I like that one. And Andrew gives John us John Moe would have ripped her, that daughter a new one though. That's right. He she would be the only kid uh who's not above average in his version of Curry right, Home Companion. Right. Uh listen to this stupid kid, stupid <laughs> song. Uh new listener Erica writes into Andrew and he's so excited that we have a new listener that he tells us all about it. And she has since joined the Stens page, so thank you for the welcome wagon that has inundated <laughs> her. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was quite a show, quite a turnout for, for that. Yeah, she's going to stop listening since she got invited to the Stens page. It really scared her off. Yeah. <laughs> Worst first date dumpster, ever. Dumpster fire of a <laughs> website. She shows up and the first thing she sees is this guy who wants to shoot my dog. Right, he wants to shoot a dog, <laughs> wants to put camel toes, contacts with things sticking out of them. <laughs> oh, uh, she's going to hate all of us. Welcome to the fray. Uh Listener Jonah writes in to let us know that for the longest time he had seen a picture of Luke and Andrew and he had heard the voices of Luke and Andrew and he had associated the voices with the other person, mm -hmm. which I, I cannot I've done imagine. That. I think, like, not with this show, but I think I've done that with shows like way back in the day when you had limited access to pictures of the people that were talking on the radio. Sure. 
and you would see like a really old picture of somebody and then you'd go, go meet them in person or you'd see yeah. a new picture and you go, whoa. Mike, <laughs> do you remember when someone wrote into TBTL during radio days and thought that um, Sean was black? I think I do remember that. <laughs> That's one of my favorite emails. <laughs> like, oh, he's a short Jewish guy. I had no idea. <laughs> I assume it's because of his spot on Cockney accent. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Let's get you know, a Friday. For, sorry, for a while, um, I'd forgotten about this, but Emily reminded me. But for a while before uh, we were Facebook friends and we were just corresponding, I think, through the, um, uh, the whatever those, the live. Uh, broadcast the Ustream or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought, and I don't know why. I thought Emily was black. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know why, but she reminded me of that the other day. I said, "You, you know what? I did. I thought you were black." I don't so, know. were you disappointed when you met in person? Uh, I before we met in person, I, I knew oh, what, you know, okay, I knew what she looked like. Yeah, but uh, but I was, course. I was very interested <laughs> the whole time. You don't see color. You only see fur. Uh, I don't yeah. see color. I only see women I want to get with. Only boobs. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> Friday, 2079. Don't tell mom the hoagie sitter's dead. What a classic Friday shit show episode of TVT. <laughs> <laughs> just picture a car just driving all over the road hitting guardrails. And... I like that. I I mean, this we could have had a drinking game of how many times they talked about how awful they feel because they're hungover. Well, it is the day after St. Patrick's Day, and they are 19-year-old college students. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, before we get into the episode, I want to mention a couple of the sponsors promoted at the top of the show. The Triple Threat show coming to Seattle and the Seattle Poly Clinic. <laughs> because if I'm going to take medical advice from anyone, it's Luke and Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, who refuses to see an eye doctor, and Luke, who or Doctor Period, to see any doctor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> both of them. In all of the spots, Andrew goes, "I don't treat my body very well. I don't think they're going to let me in." And Luke assures them, "They'll let you in. They're they're ready for you. No shade will be thrown at how terrible you are." Polyclinic will be more than happy to take your money. Yeah. Well, what what if you're monogamous though? Does the polyclinic still? Can you still get in there? <laughs> It's only for select friends of ours in our group chat. Okay. Uh, we open with the drive time jingle from NPR 1991, or from the music station. Uh, it was pretty great. That was great. That was uh, it was the Minnesota Twins yes, promotional. The 1991 song. lineup. It was really catchy. It was pretty good. Yes. Uh, Luke sounds like garbage still, but they all sound pretty rough. Stu Bot's back. Andrew's there. Uh, we've talked of Stu's uh, La Roche post. Um, but mostly the real conversation about this is how the drinking went yeah. the night before. Uh, apparently, Andrew texted them suggesting they just stay in and drink mouthwash, which Luke <laughs> thought was him trying to get out of going drinking. <laughs> hey, I'm kind of there with him. I mean, the thought of going out on St. Patrick's Day yeah, for me, no, if you awful. presented that option or just like sit in my bathroom with the door locked and drink yeah. a bottle of mouthwash and go yeah. to bed. I'd rather I think I would too. take the well, second one. I, I told you guys that my work building is has a, a Irish pub downstairs from it. And by 1030, there was a bunch of white people making themselves look like idiots <laughs> with giant hats and drunk because they had made a makeshift outdoor thing on the sidewalk to shove as many stupid people in there as possible. Oh, sure. Mm. Well, Andrew uh, was having regret because they went to that 
nice Polish place and he got himself a French dip. Yeah, I think he was trying to get some bread in his stomach to because he knew he'd be doing a lot of drinking. And I think some people think that helps. Um, boy, they talked about how at that particular restaurant, a roast beef sandwich was probably the ladies plate because it was a, it, you know, it's a restaurant for people that can really put down a lot of red meat. And I've been accused uh, lately, probably the last eight months to a year of often ordering a lady's plate when Emily and I go out and at particularly this one restaurant called the County line, it's the barbecue place we go to the most. And what I get is it's a, it's called a two meat combo. So I get turkey and lean brisket. And, you know, every time I order lean brisket, I get side eye for that because <laughs> in Texas, you're supposed to get the, the second cut, the fat cut. And I like that in sandwiches. Cause I like the bread to soak up the fat. You know, that's fine. But when I'm just straight up shoving it in my mouth, you can just keep the big globs of fat. I don't, I'm not, you know, I'll eat them if they get in there, but, but uh, it's not anything I'm interested in shoveling in there. So this, this is kind of how I've been losing weight and getting down to a reasonable weight. But there is some element when you're, when you're a man of, of shaming sometimes when you try to eat a little light because i'll get the salad i'll get the the turkey and the lean brisket and and a vegetable and you know people in the restaurant or whatever like, what's up with this guy he thinks he's better than us or whatever mm -hmm. this is why i don't post to facebook when i have a healthy meal nobody cares <laughs> right. nobody wants to see right that. they don't care they'll only judge you as a wuss Right. People want to see when we go to Heaven Sent and I eat the fried chicken like last <laughs> yeah. night. Mm -hmm. They don't yeah. care when I have, you know, a salad for lunch. Right. Hey, look at this. And everyone's like, I don't want that. Then you're just bragging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at you. You're going to live another day. <clears throat> um, I don't know how far we should get into this, but talking about them drinking on St. Patrick's Day, it sounds like Andrew had a little bit of a tussle. Yeah, with mm. the Uber driver. Hopefully we right. get that, that story later. You know, I think that the tide has been turning on Uber for a while. Like for the first year or two, uh, people were just so pleased that they could just get it on their phone and then somebody shows up in a decent car and takes you somewhere. But what we're getting into now is there seems to be some sort of a different social expectation when you get into an Uber, at least on the part of the drivers a lot of the time than there are from taxi cab drivers. Uh, so sometimes like you just want an old fashioned, just, you know, here's the address, give me a ride. But now that, you know, Ubers are, are being driven around by more or less our peers as white middle-aged people. Right. And so there's some sort of expectation of conversation. And sometimes these people are weird and sometimes they have huge differing opinions from you. Like the, the guy, the Trump supporter that drove Andrew and, and Paula Poundstone around and it, it seems a little bit fraught to me now. Some of these things, I I don't know. I've never I've never been in an Uber. I I don't know if I ever will. But I you hear a lot more stories now about terrible Uber experiences than you did when they first started out. Yeah. Well, I think part of it's just a numbers game. There's so much bigger. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. I think the standards aren't the gold standard that they'd started with 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 recruiting drivers. Right. Because I think originally it was basically car service drivers looking to fill extra time. Right. So you always got a, a black car driver dressed real nice. You got and, a pro. Right. Once in a while, I still get that in Boston because they'll dive down and do Uber X if it's not busy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I'm too cheap to do the black car service. You know, I think what 98% of their business is probably Uber X. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not doing black cars. So, uh, 
we get a lot of hangover talk. I think we can skip most of it. They slept in. Luke is a hangover pro doing the radio, even though he's hungover. He's got a lot of practice. Uh, they talk about sweating out the booze, and then this leads to a conversation about the Jesus shot, which is this cocktail of everything <laughs> that you can go to where? Somewhere in the South? Probably Florida. No, it was somewhere weirder. Oh. Because this politician Weirder than went, Florida? I don't believe it. Wow, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this politician went and got it and uh, had to reimburse the state because he used state money saying it was for a meeting. What was the Jesus shot for again? It's not a, a hangover cure. A, no, it was a cure-all. All cure-all. A cure-all. It was a snake oil. Okay. <clears throat> well, and it's still a thing and you can still get it. Do they claim that there's some element of Jesus inside of the formula? I mean, why is it a Jesus shot? I have no idea because it's the South. Okay. Um, they get talking about transportation and we were talking about this earlier. Luke says his superpower would be being able to sleep on airplanes. Mm-hmm. Whereas Andrew says, why wouldn't you just make your superpower teleportation? Right. Or another wish. Yeah. (laughs) Plus, it's not that much of a superpower as I have it. Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure a Klonopin and a couple of GNTs would also let him sleep (laughs) on a plane. Yeah, but Christy's getting quality rest, though. She's not getting drugged, drunken rest. No, it's perfect. Yeah. I'm so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Top story Friday, the sailor leaving Puerto Rico on his giant sailboat. Well, not giant, but giant for one person. The Enthalpy 2 gets capsized and ends up swimming four miles back to shore and is left with only a t-shirt on when he gets there. (laughs) 68-year-old guy. And he still has the thought to take the t-shirt off and tie it into shorts by putting his legs through the armholes. (laughs) Was there a picture? Not of that. There was a file photo Uh, of the guy on the story. Oh. I wish, you know, if somebody had run up and be like, hang on, we'll help you, but I need to take your <laughs> yeah, picture. One second, just one second. <laughs> They're not going to believe this back at the office. Right. <laughs> uh, Luke plays the entropy rap of the early 90s. Uh, and then we move into Hulk Hogan talk uh, with the sex tape with the wife of Bubba the Love Sponge or mm-hmm. Mr. Sponge, Sponge, as Andrew refers to him. <laughs> Um, I have just a couple of thoughts here one Luke says that he's putting on his Jeffrey Tubin hat at one point that made me laugh I don't know why uh, Luke also uses the word porking to refer to coitus which I wish he hadn't <laughs> it's been a long time since anyone said that <laughs> uh, and Stu does a really disturbingly good impression yeah. yeah, I think if you're from the Midwest, you probably have a lot of that wrestling pattern. <laughs> uh, do we have any final thoughts on all that before we do music for your weekend? Chrissy? Nope. Yeah, that, that I'm done with that story. I just, because I think I saw a few seconds of that tape and it's just so terrible. Yeah, and the whole cool. thing's terrible and all the people are terrible. Yeah, I really I, prefer, I don't care who gets the money. It's I, just terrible. I really prefer better lighting. Right. Maybe a nicer camera. Right. Don't disappoint me with your sex tape. There's no point if I can't see what's going on. Right. right. Music for your weekend. Andrew, Elevator to Hell, three more weeks. Luke, a Prince song, Want to Be Your Lover. Uh, Stu, going with the local flavor with Husker Do, Makes No Sense at All. And listener Jared with Alex Winston's Velvet Elvis, which was a good choice. Nice work, Jared. I, f- 
I feel like um, me having to sit through four music for your weekend songs <laughs> makes me want to to. You don't have roll. to donate in your next in the next TBTLathon. <laughs> I want to cat roll Andrew with "You Can Leave Your Hat On" as often as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's get to housekeeping because we got to move on to things. Believe it or not, the kids here, Christy and Jeremy, have a cake tasting to get to after this. Yes. And I think I'm going to try to go and just watch and stare at them while they taste wedding cake. <laughs> don't, don't decide until you've tasted them all. Don't taste the first one and then say, this is it. Done. Just yeah. pretend you don't like them until you're all done yeah. and then go back I'll to the I'll actually first spit one. them out after yeah. one or two oh, shoes. This is our lunch. So just <laughs> could I get a... Could I get a BLT cake with a side of French fry <laughs> right. cake? Are there any wedding chicken wings? That yeah, I'd much rather have savory, so this isn't. Sure. We'll see. Is there, is there a meatloaf? Oh, but sip? yeah, and we're going with another couple. So this should be interesting. I did not know that until right now. So do they know that you're bringing your creepy friend who's going to take pictures? They're bringing the creepy mother-in-law. Oh, so. even better. And it's your <laughs> job to, to, to keep Mike, her Mike, you would like this because... We were told if we book together, if we book the this cake place together, we get a big discount. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're doing it. Can we tell right. people that I'm your father? Yes. <laughs> and I'm paying for the wedding, so I need sure. to be there. I just have, I, I, when I get married, I have my cake tastings at Albertsons. I just open up the plastic and <laughs> stick a fork in there. Man, that would be great. I love the thought of walking down the line and just seeing one <laughs> fork full of each cake. Yeah. Uh, no, not this one. What are you having a chocolate? Does have pretty good cake. <laughs> they do. Good uh, fried let's, go chicken to, too. let's go over to the heat lamp. We got to cater this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Let's take care of everything. JoJo's, now. some fried oh, chicken. Some JoJo's. Uh, oh, full fat ranch. No. Tamales for everyone. Uh, housekeeping, nerd out loud, wedding talk. Yep, we're going to do some wedding talk. And we're about to have a pretty good good get guest on next week. And so send us all of your restaurant questions that you is ever this have. Someone, is this someone in the restaurant industry who's been on television or on, on yes. the radio? Yes. Ooh. So if you have any questions of etiquette that you don't know or stories that you'd like to tell, please send them to me. Yes, please. Awesome. And with that, I'll tell you how to get involved. We're at LittleRedBandwagon.com, Facebook, Little Red Bandwagon, and on the Stens page. Our Twitter's Christy. It's a Kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. Meredith, off this week at Mount Snow or whatever, is at Meredith underscore M-A-H-A-N. Mike, you're at Drew McFrizz. I'm at R.L. Pape. Jeremy, who's only been paying it around upstairs a little bit this episode, is at Dadstronaut. Show Twitter's LRB podcast. I'm at Little Red Band. I'm not. We are at Little Red Bandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemail or text at 802432TBTL. That's 802432TBTL. And listen to Nerd Out Loud. Yeah. And I'll talk to you guys. I, I should say this as my end. I'll see you guys in a few weeks. She's not going very far, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, but as long as you're going to make a thing of it, Christy, get us out of here. Never wait for cake, literally. Yeah, I today. almost just said, never wait for cake. Today is a never wait for cake day. We have 10 minutes till cake time. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we'll miss you, Christy. And I love you, Jen. Mike, could you pick me up some chowder? Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Mike, if she, if, she let, if she let the dog finish that chowder, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs>
I'll Maybe. do it in clear. Wait, wait. I want to do something. I want to do it. Get some old band noises out of the way. Oh, wait, hang on. <coughs> Nailed it. See? There you go. You stepped on it. Like do it again. Okay. Nailed it.